You are listening to the Amodamar podcast. In this series, Amoda explores her essential teaching through conversation and excerpts from interviews and events. To find out more about events and to sign up for her newsletter, go to www.amodamar.com. Please subscribe, comment and share if this podcast moves you. And if you feel called to donate, please go to the website. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoy. Greetings everyone and welcome back to another podcast with Amoda Ma. Today we're going to be talking about death in the context of spiritual awakening. Um, so, hello Amoda. Hello Kavi, hello everyone. Amoda, let's let's get straight into this. Um, first of all, kind of why is it important to consider death in the conversation about spiritual awakening? If we can, if we can get the context, the value of why it's important, then we can dive into, you know, what it actually means, what the, uh, you know, the kind of inside the inside. So, I mean, uh, you know, people. The last thing many people want to do is talk about death. <laughs> and secretly, maybe everybody knows it's inevitable, but, you know, certainly in, in society, in many ways, it's, it's not a subject that's brought out into the open. It's something that is carried secretly, unconsciously or whatever, you know, so, but in the spiritual, spiritual awakening context, it seems to be a, a valuable, important, um you know matter to 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 talk about so why there's really two aspects to this in terms of its relevance uh on on the path of spiritual awakening or spiritual liberation one is as you mentioned just now, death is often something pushed away. It's either a taboo or it's too scary or we just don't talk about it or, you know, it's a superstition around it or fear around it. And that's precisely it. There are so many beliefs, unexamined beliefs about death, so many unexamined beliefs about my death. And spiritual awakening, living a life of inner freedom, necessitates the unpacking or the undoing of all beliefs, all unexamined beliefs, all unconscious inherited ideas and thoughts and ideologies, whether they're inherited from our family or our culture or our education or our spiritual beliefs, whatever remains unexamined must be brought into the glaring light of inquiry 
of clear seeing in order to examine whether it's true, not true as a belief system or an ideology or a dogma, but can we know it to be true in the openness of now, in the presence of now, or is it a fear of the future? And so on. So on that level, everything that is part of the human experience, and death is an inevitable part of the human experience, is called to be examined. Otherwise, it remains as, you know, in, in the shadow realms, as a as part of our ego identity, yeah, which which has a basis in fear and uh, defense, defendedness, and so on. So that's one aspect to it. And then the other aspect to it is the parallel between spiritual awakening, liberation from ego identity, and death, actual physical death. In other words, death of the body and death of the self-identity. There's a parallel between those two. Perhaps more than a parallel. <laughs> mm. In some ways, the one and the mm. same. Yeah, we can examine that perhaps a little bit more. So, yes, on that yes. level, the, all of this is 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 sort of a, a an important part of the uh, the examination, the exploration. Well, let's dive dive into it. I hear what you're saying. I know you've talked about this quite a lot. Um, you know, in the teaching over the years because of the parallel because everything must be included in the unpacking of imagination but this but this one you know the conversation about death which has its you know its metaphor or not even a metaphor but literally in the the conversation about awakening you know they seem to be the same and as you're speaking i i i was I thought, um, is, th is this in a way about fear? So I, you know, I want to explore that with you because you know, so much of it is about fear. So should we, should we start there of unpacking the, why is there so much fear about death? And then also, how does that relate to the journey of awakening? Yes, fear, the fear of the end of me, the fear of the end of me as a separate entity. That's the same existential fear, both in what appears as physical death, the end of this form that I know myself as, which is body. In fact, it's mind body. <laughs> but this self that I identify with, this mind body experience, this mind body vehicle, entity, if you like, form, is what I identify with. 
And if I identify with that solely, solely as that, in other words, a finite self, I begin and end here at the boundary of this body, then there will be a fear of the end of me. (laughs) What happens to the me when this form comes to an end and there's a great existential fear in that? That's the same fear that reveals itself in awakening which is the end of me, because that's what awakening is. At least in that moment, yeah, we have to talk about the now, yeah? Not talking about what might happen afterwards, we're talking about the experience of it now. In awakening, in true awakening, when the identity of me comes undone, there's an existential terror of the end of me. And if we give our allegiance to that terror, then we retract or contract back from that undoing, which is emerging into the infinite. And the awakening that was possible, the doorway, the glimpse shuts again. So examining the possibility of meeting fear is, or the willingness to meet fear is of relevance both in the meeting of death as, as, as a form and in the potential of awakening. And yet fear fear is what most people don't want to look at, if you like. Examine, feel, because it's a visceral feeling. So is it the the thought, is it actually a thought through fear? Or or is it like a, you know, a primal or a, an unconscious fear is it it's not actually you know is it it's not rational in the sense you know that we we're talking here and i'm trying to get un, un, underneath it in a way i mean it's a terror right it's a, for many it's, it's a, a terror it's a, it's an existential terror that is an unexamined And and so much, sorry, but so much is predicated on it. So much of the construct of the, the the ego self, let's call it, is predicated on on that. So, you know, it's what what one might call the main pin. It's the foundation. It it is. Yes, it is. It's the main pin of our identity. It's the main pin of our existence. And... uh, (laughs) If we can meet that without a conclusion, because it's, yes, it is unconscious. It's not rational, but there is a kind of process or mechanism that takes place in that unconsciousness, which is 
uh, uh, what we might call it, a, a conclusion making. That if I end, if this is the end of me, if I don't exist, yeah, the conclusion is, well, it's not really formed, but we can come to many conclusions. One is my life is irrelevant. Yes, yeah, meaninglessness, <laughs> yes. There's mean, it's meaningless. Yes. Um, the other one is, it could be like, a, it's almost like a punishment. It's like I'm erased and that's something terrible. I need right. to exist in order to to know myself as worthy. Yeah. And Again, that comes back yeah. to, yeah, <laughs> that comes back to meaningfulness. Yeah. My yes, life is meaningful. Right. Um, oh, yes, yeah, yes, yes. There are many subtle layers in that, but that's the crux of it. So to be able to meet fear, if you like, as it arises without coming to that conclu conclusion, without any conclusion, that's the invitation. And what we're speaking about here is, well, it's a number of things. Mm. <laughs> what we're speaking of here is surrender to the not knowing, surrender. I don't like saying to because it, it mm -hmm. creates a separation. Let's say surrender in the not knowing. Surrender in presence. Surrender in openness. It's absolutely now. There's, there's, there's nothing. There's no conclusion. There's no position. There's no landing place. If, if that, that is the nature of surrender, then the possibility is that that main pin, which is an existential fear that has no true basis, that main pin, which is what holds the whole scaffolding of the me identity as a separate self. Yeah, the possibilities for that to come undone, at least in that moment. And if it truly comes undone, it's like the main pin is pulled out. In that moment. In that moment, and that's all that matters. Mm. And in that moment, there is freedom, there is liberation. Perhaps I should say prior to the knowing of liberation, there is death and rebirth. The me identity in that moment dies. It dies into the void. We can also use the word the infinite. The infinite that has no form in that moment. And the miracle is, if you like, it is also reborn in that moment. So it's a death and a rebirth. It's reborn as awakened consciousness. That includes the form in awakening, yeah, because you don't actually physically die. But the form is no longer limited by its finiteness. And that ends the fear of death. It ends the fear of separation. In that moment, you are no longer separate. You are one with life itself. And life includes birth and death. And every moment is a birth and a death. Every in-breath is a 
is yeah, an outbreath is a birth and a death. And the whole nature of life living changes, yeah. In what? In what? In in what? In way? what way? We 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 we're free to live fully. To live fully in the now, as it is, without the fear of the future moment, without the fear of being separate, without the fear of existing or not existing, yeah? that whole issue, if you like, of whether I exist or don't exist, whether my life is meaningful or not meaningful, whether life is meaningful or not meaningful, comes undone. The byproduct of that is that we're more intimate with life as it is. So rather than making it more meaningless, <laughs> it doesn't make it more meaningful, but it allows a deep intimacy with what is. And in that deep intimacy with what is, we're no longer defending against life. So anyway, we, 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 we've moved now into what it means in terms of living life more fully, but perhaps we should remain with that conversation around fear if there's still more of that to unpack <laughs> well I, you know there's there in a, in a sense there is always more to unpack because and it seems to be a great I, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to get underneath into into why it's so difficult Or do we have to talk about impermanence? Do we have to talk about? Do we have to talk about who is surrendering what? I want. I want. I'm trying to get underneath somewhere. There's more, basically. The fear of the me not existing Mm. is essentially an ignorance of true nature. Which is Again, an unconscious attempt to make the impermanent permanent. Yes, yes, good, yeah. So again, there's various aspects to this. One is the acceptance of impermanence or the seeing of impermanence as the nature of existence. All forms come and go wherever we look in the external world, in the internal world. There's a whole examination there. Mm. 
And then there's the whole examination of what we identify with, how I identify myself. Am I identified by this body, which is finite? Am I identified by these thoughts, which are finite? Am I identified by these feelings, emotions, perceptions, which are finite? And can I find true peace in that finiteness? Or is there something more essential, more true, more eternal than that, which is the whole spiritual <laughs> inquiry? Yeah, or, that's or, right. you know, longing to come home to true nature, to know that which is eternal, and to live as the finite self whilst not being limited by that. Because once we discover that which we are, which is not limited to me or you or yeah, it's not limited to the individuation, then that undoes a whole the whole scaffolding of erroneous identity and undoes the fear of the end of me. The end. <laughs> well, this is a, such a profound examination, isn't it? Well, yeah, again, it, it has, it has, I mean, we're not offering a teaching program here, so <laughs> we're just <laughs> exploring the topic to some, to some degree. Um, but there are many, if you like, uh, doorways into this examination. It's not just a straightforward, well, you know, if you do A, B or C or think about A, B or C or undo belief A, B and C, then you're going mm. to be resolved in this whole issue. It's, it's, it's a journey that has many levels and layers to it. One is the actual meeting of the idea of death, the concept of death, the reality of death or the imagination of death. And how do we meet that? Do we meet that? with resistance or can we soften in that meeting place? And initially that meeting place is in, is in the mind, is in the mm, thought mm. and any feelings that come up around that. So that's a whole area of actual experiential exploration, inquiry. Uh, and then there's the whole, uh, arena, if you like, of identity. Who, 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 who am I? Who am I really? Not as a personhood, not as a personality, but what is my fundamental nature? So then that has its whole uh, area of exploration and inquiry and meditation and contemplation and so on. So we can, and then there's the whole um, invitation of surrender, which is relevant to this. What does that mean? What is surrender? How does it energetically feel to surrender in the now? Are we willing? What is what is what what are we really willing to commit to in this life? 
So there are many lines of inquiry, if you like, that can be brought into this. And that would be, well, that's a lifetime's exploration or <laughs> maybe not a lifetime, but um, yeah. Suffice it to say that in this short mm. conversation, we're highlighting perhaps the the relevance yeah, of the value, yeah. the value yeah. of including yes. uh, the exploration, the conversation, and so on of death in spiritual inquiry or, or not it's simply in living life just being human we can bring that closer to home and we can invite that you know the 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 contemplation of the impermanence of all things into just the living of ordinary life mm. uh, yeah and 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 I, I mean, I know for myself that you know this this contemplation, let's call it this broad, deep, profound contemplation. I mean, not only in its dramatic sense, you know, when I was ill, for instance, I'm going to die. There, you know, that brought things starkly into 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 focus, and there was a need to to go through the everything that you've been pointing to. But then actually in the everyday life, in the day to day life, in, yeah, the, the, the death of all things in the day to day life has actually enormously helped my own process of accepting life, yeah, the living of this life. So it, it's sort of not only in its, profoundest sense but also as you were talking about in its in its most intimate sense everything that we argue with is impermanent that's right everything that we all obstacles are impermanent all the thoughts that come in this tormented head sometimes they're impermanent Every aggravation that happens on the outside is impermanent. And I've stood back and looked at that and said, wow, and I'm giving it all of my devotion. And therein there's been the invitation that you're talking about mm. to, to, to surrender. Now, what is being surrendered? Who is being surrendered? How is that? Yeah, is, 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 a, is another kind of matter, but it's certainly for me has has been a you know the most almost the most valuable because so much as we said is predicated on imagining somehow it's permanent yeah so that's it what you're speaking of is the invitation to die before you die right uh, which is exactly that so death takes place on many levels yeah, it's not just the physical death or the end of my life. It's the end of everything we carry into this moment, into this moment. Yes. And in the unconscious state, a lot is carried into this moment. Yeah. The <laughs> aggravations, the, the grievances, <laughs> the, the memories, the hopes, the fears, the, uh, and so on and so on. Yeah. We carry 
And so this is an invitation to die before you die, as you said. If you want true peace, if you want true liberation, if you want true awakening out of the dream state of me and my thoughts and my beliefs and my opinions and my regrets and my this, and of course that's all experienced as part of the human experience, but in each moment we're invited to yeah. enter the moment nakedly. Naked. Yeah. Empty. Yeah. Empty. That's the invitation. And so that yeah. is unconsciously, if you like, scary to the unconscious mind because the unconscious mind is identified <laughs> by that, by that prison it carries with it. Yes. So we are Absolutely. talking about awakening. Yes. <laughs> Can I ask a question at that point? Because you just pointed out something really, I think, very valuable. And that is that the, the self that's carrying the baggage of identity is, it tends to be high drama. So it's, it, you know, when the invitation comes to enter this moment naked, yeah, as you're saying, which is to the invitation to put down that baggage that has everything of the self in it, then the self that's imagining it, it, it itself being put down creates a high drama out, out of it. And people get very stuck at the point of that high drama. So what I'm kind of in, uh, asking is, is it high drama? We're not talking about physical death. We're talking about the death of the self in the spiritual awakening. Is it high drama or is it low drama or is it no drama? It's no drama. Which means what? It means a deep relaxation, a deep exhale into the now. There's no drama in that. Very soft, huh? It's very soft. That's the nature of surrender. There's no drama in it. We make it a drama if we want to. We imagine it to be a drama if we want to. There's no struggle in surrender. There's no struggle in death. It's a deep ex exhale into that which we already are. It's like entering the slipstream that was always here, just occluded by our drama making. And if we say drama, what we're perhaps talking about is mm. the many narratives about me and my failures and my successes and my desires and my wanting and my struggles and my clinging to what essentially is impermanent, but trying to make it permanent. <laughs> That's the drama. But if you just let go of that, because it's not real, it's not true, and there's no drama, then you can live in the slipstream of life. Even when thoughts arise, of course they do. We're not completely identified with those thoughts. There's a slipstream within which those thoughts appear, and that slipstream is eternal. 
and it's not dramatic. Like entering natural reality. Yes. And and the drama is a madman or a madwoman. <laughs> this is seen it as is. such. I remember, you know, if I look at, you know, some of my drama, drama and dramaticness, it looks like the ravings of a, of, a, of, a, of a madman that's accepted as as normal, really, but from a certain place, the place that I think you're talking of, that 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 looks insane. It looks like high drama, as you say, which is a fundamental thing, trying to pretend the impermanent is permanent. And that dissolves, yeah, that that in that relaxation, that softness, that yeah. So this is something that we can invite ourselves, yes, and I'm speaking to those who are willing to for that invitation. Invite ourselves to exhale fully now. That exhale takes place on many levels. To relax fully now. To enter or be in this moment naked without without the baggage, this moment and this moment and this moment and this moment until the moment of, yeah, there was one eternal moment, <laughs> yeah, this moment. Eventually this moment will include the letting go, if you like, of this body. And then we meet this moment, yeah, the letting go of the body with the same exhale with the same softness, with the same relaxation. I remember, uh, <clears throat> actually, your mother, who is a very tormented, high drama self, you know, as we know. And then the final days of her life that we were, were with her, it seems to me an extraordinary thing happened. Where some of that that you're talking about actually, you know, took place. Which was extraordinary for us to witness in somebody who had been so fixated, just like others, you know, no different in that way, fixated with herself. So it's like the time is now and if it's a then now yeah right at the end of the physical life the whole life that's been devoted to the self and all of its high drama it's neurotic it's everything like that which is all of us there it was in the final breaths the breath out and the acceptance and the surrender i surrender into this it's a very Jesus moment in a way, isn't it? It's Well, as Jesus said, it is 
harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven than for a camel to enter the eye of a needle. Which means precisely this. It doesn't mean that being rich or having material wealth is something sinful. But it means that if you attempt to enter the kingdom of heaven, which is peace, which is the infinite, the eternal presence, if you attempt to enter that, to find fulfillment in that, to know fulfillment in that or as that, carrying the accumulations of a lifetime, and those accumulations are not just material, they are belief systems, opinions, identities of me as this and that, and so on, or fears of the future, fear of hell, (laughs) burning in hell, or the desire to be in some paradise called heaven of the imagination, if we carry all of that with us, we can never know true fulfillment. We can never know true peace, either in this form or without the form. There is no true resting place in that. So we must enter the kingdom of heaven naked, innocent, Simply present, simply here as awareness, awareness that is not limited or bound by this finite form. Awareness doesn't end here. This is simply an experience, a sensation, a perception. Then there's the possibility of knowing Mm. true peace in life, in death, or in whatever may take place after death. If, yeah, It's all part of one seamless experience. Yeah? And awakening, should it reveal itself as an abiding and embodied awakening or knowing of that, brings an end (laughs) to the carrying of that baggage of that structure i think i think you're you're you you know what i hear in you is in in a, a very profound invitation to become naked because and I, and I know we meet this a lot, is, 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 you know, there is a terror. It's not the terror of death necessarily, or there can be, but there's also a terror of, 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 of feeling naked in the face of existence, yeah, in the face of other people, you know, what it means. And this is relevant because there is a, there is a, and I, and I and I hear you, you know. I see you in the in the in the teaching all the time, kind of 
coming back to this willingness to be naked, which is divest of anything, to find out what that anything is, what's in the bag, without going into necessarily, although you do, some of the details. Well, I've got this thing in the bag and I've got this problem and I've got this trauma and I've got this. It's essentially, it doesn't really matter to you. Is this correct? It, it's not what's in the bag that needs to be looked at necessarily. It's the bag. It's the whole thing. It's realizing that ultimately the bag is of your own creation. And you have the capacity to realize, sorry, yeah, that, that's right, of your own creation. And you have the capacity as consciousness, as conscious awareness, to put the bag down softly and gently. Automatically yes, sometimes. And we can go deeper than that, which there is no bag to put down. Oh, that's like the uh, uh, ultimate inquiry, is that? That's, the, that's like a non-dual inquiry in a sense, mm-hmm. isn't it? That's who's, right. Who's, when who's, I say who the bag, the cap- yeah. yes, the bag is of your own creation. It doesn't mean that you can put it down and then pick it up or that you can create a better bag. Yes, yes, yes. yes. It means yeah, realizing that there is no bag. <laughs> made it up. We're in the Matrix. <laughs> We're in an episode of the Matrix now. <laughs> there is no spoon. <laughs> That's right. And entering naked or being naked is not a threat to the personhood. It doesn't mean that we just, this is where it gets often mistaken, that we just, uh, I don't know, put ourselves in the face of danger or a dangerous situation or an abusive situation or I don't know, being taken advantage of. I'm, I'm naked. You can do whatever you like to me. No, 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 no. We're not talking on the level of personhood. We're talking on the level of consciousness. Consciousness is naked because it is. But if you fill consciousness with the bag of who you think you are and, 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 and all the, yeah, beliefs and strategies and opinions and positions and narratives, then consciousness is occluded by that. So this is realizing that, 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 that occlusion, you've created it, you've imagined it, you think that's reality. Mm -hmm. So you can enter this moment, you can be in this moment as naked consciousness. Consciousness just is. And whatever appears in it, appears in it. But I am not that. I'm not limited or identified by that. I can experience it. But consciousness itself is naked. The personhood is not naked. I wear clothes to protect myself. I can say yes and no with healthy boundaries, and so on and so on. Yeah, I can choose to go left or right or up or down or whatever. The personhood is clothed. That's part of our 
human experience and functional experience. I can choose to clothe it lightly, or I can choose to wear a suit of armor should I need it. That's my choice. That's my intelligence. (laughs) But consciousness is naked. And for most people, consciousness is not known as that nakedness. Yes, yes. yes. It's all stuck together, really. Yes, and that's what we're speaking of. And that's what Jesus was alluding to, pointing to, speaking to. I I seem to remember a little poem that I wrote, and I can't remember it at all, but it was about the temple. It was if the temple is filled with stuff, there's no room for the divine. That's right. God can only fill an empty vessel. That's God consciousness, the essence of who you are, not as another belief system, but the essential godness and goodness of what is, the infinite, the infinite, unbounded consciousness, awareness that is always here. Can we know that, truly know that, and yet the human experience well, yeah. takes place within it? Wow. <laughs> well, no, that is that is the wow, because that's, to you know, the capacity to be in the world fully and to not be of the world at all. That's it. Be to, in the with, world, but it, not of the world. Yeah, so it's, there's no deniability. There's no denying the human experience with its movement, you know, because there is a lot of movement in the human experience, and there are all manner of experiences that happen within the daily life. Some of them are challenging, some of them are difficult, some of them are easy, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. But when we're totally glued to that, It's suffering. This is suffering. That's right. So then the human experience can be experienced, or or shall I say met, more lightly. Of course, there are challenges. Of course, it can be intense. There is an intensity. But even that, paradoxically, has a lightness of being in it because it's impermanent. (laughs) Every experience is impermanent. Whether it's intense or not, it's impermanent. But that impermanence, as far as I understand with you, is not met with a, oh, yeah, I, you, it, it's not that cold, detached, it's impermanent and I've seen it's impermanent and la-da-da, nothing can touch me. No, we go back to the intimacy that was spoken of right at the beginning. There's no detachment here. It's impermanent. And my identity is not glued to that. Yeah. So in that sense, there's a detachment, but it's not detached in the feeling sense. There's no separation. There's no, yeah. So it's distance. It's digestion. There is a digestion of it, but there's no holding on to. This is why we've talked about digestion before in the, in the metaphorical sense. In, in that way, the world enters us. It just kind of penetrates us, but, but it's 
but it's allowed. It's yeah, it's not held. It's assimilated and metabolized, but it is not identified with. We don't derive our identity, our sense of self from it. And therefore the self is neither good or bad or punished or blessed, dependent on its experience, dependent on life's movement. doesn't become the foundation of who we are. So it opens up a whole new way of being in life. Yes, very fresh. Living life fully, living yeah. life freshly. Yes. With the full depth and breadth of its exquisite agony. But it's not a problem or burden as it used to be <laughs> when we are fully identified with it. So yeah, death well is vital to life. Right. Meeting death, dying into the now, dying before you die, everything we've spoken about, meeting fear, existential terror, entering nakedly, all of this is relevant to the living of life now fully, totally as openness, as presence. It's inescapable. Life is inescapable whilst you're having an experience of life. So this serves the living of that life. Whether it's meaningful or not meaningful is irrelevant. The meaning is inherent in the living of that fullness. Yeah, we 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 it's we opened the door in this conversation, and we've you know it, it, it's it's utterly relevant. I would say it's it's pivotal. I would say at some point, either at the beginning, at the middle, or at the end, or all always in this spiritual awakening, yeah, and this this deepest of of, of transformations. It is always the invitation here, yeah, for, for, with, with you and with I. Is this is this is it cannot be neglected because of the the metaphor of it. Not even a metaphor. It's not even in that realm. It's it has to be brought into the intimacy of 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 this 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 experience. It has to be faced, basically. <laughs> has to be faced and in the facing so much is brought so much of the imagination is brought to it mm. so much of the fear is brought mm. to it there's the opportunity to see what is imagination what have i so, been carrying yeah so essentially what dies is that which is false that yes. which is built on false premises, whether it's my beliefs, my opinions, that which I think needs to be defended, that which I think needs to be upheld, uh, the fears that are not based, do not have a, a basis in truth, but are in the imagination, the identities of who I am, who I think I am, if they are based on a false premise, in other words, 
unconscious conditioning, unexamined conditioning, inherited conditioning, then that is what dies. So when I say there's a death and a rebirth in awakening, that's what dies. This body doesn't die in that because it's still alive. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what's happening. But what is false in that dies. And that undoes the structure of me that I had thought I was, had been living in as a, as a prison. It's a prison. The structure of me is, is a prison because it was built of unexamined ideas about me, mm-hmm. beliefs about me, and so on. And when that comes undone, it's a death. It's a psychological death. But it's not a terrible death. It's a beautiful death because only the false dies. It's simply seen through. It comes undone energetically. And when I say rebirth, you're not reborn as a better self or a more enlightened self. That's also an illusion. Yes, we don't have to go there right now. But you're reborn into now and this 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 personhood this experience continues but without the false structures and that is liberation that is clarity that is openness that is presence that is love that is freshness and that changes everything kind of changes nothing but it changes everything but you're not reborn as an enlightened being we call it enlightenment we call it awakening and when we speak of it, yeah, it sounds like the self has awakened. And that's what people yeah. want. They want the self to awaken, yes. but it's not the self that awakens. You awaken to the to to the to the nakedness of what is. That's an awakeness because it's not clouded, it's not occluded by the prison of me and my thoughts and beliefs and opinions and blah blah blah. <laughs> I'd I'd only add that when you said that that the list of beautiful things there is a peace there is a peacefulness that arises there is a peacefulness that is revealed even in the drama of the world and I know that that the peacefulness has been a boon to my existence because the agitated self will go on and on and on it and on and on right until those final moments and there's a certain end of the agitated self that is a a great relief to one's existence yeah and 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 the and the only one the only other thing that i would say is that you know, the invitation to those listening is that this is an ongoing death. An ongoing. It's an ongoing meeting. Yeah? An ongoing meeting. You fail, who cares? You fail, you get identified. You fail, you die again. That the one who f- who's failed, who believes that they haven't made the mark 
let that one go and die as hmm, well. Absolutely, yes. Isn't it? Yes, that's right. It's an ongoing you're just invitation. Holding on to the self that's failed that's to achieve right. enlightenment. That's right. That's it's right. absurd, yes. but we do that. Yes. Yeah, because we're tricky. Well, we do that until we don't. <laughs> yeah. We do that until we don't. <laughs> it's a very true statement. Yeah, it's a very true statement. Okay. Have we have we explored? I think that's a good enough exploration. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Let it die into the now. Let's let's let it go. Uh, <laughs> okay, Amoda, thank you so much for that. Um thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh and and I hope this has brought some clarity and some, you know, juice into your lives. And uh, and I hope you can meet life and death with the same great equanimity. Put down the bags and uh, live now. <laughs> Bless you. And yeah. uh, thank you so much, Amoda. Namaste. We'll see you again soon. Um, take care. Be well. Goodbye. Namaste. Bye-bye.